<laughs> That's so true. And this is such a big part of what happened to me recently. And I'm glad you mentioned it because I took the time to share what was happening. And people were like, wow, we're really learning what no, I didn't know what it was like to go through chemo. I was live. I did a TikTok live at chemo one time, you know, just like, here's what it is in case anybody's ever wondering. I never knew what it was, you know. Welcome back to the Own Your Awkward podcast. I'm your host, Andy Vargo. And every episode, we get into what has made our guests vulnerable and how they've learned how to own their awkward in order to live their best life. Stay tuned so you can hear every awkward moment in today's show. Hey friends, welcome back to another awkward episode of the Own Your Awkward podcast. Today I am super, super excited. I reached out through someone I was following on TikTok and it's <laughs> Helen Polisi. Helen, thank you so much for joining us. You put out such so good energy and it's amazing. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And this is so different than any other podcast I've been on. So I'm very excited to talk about new things. Excellent. We're going to get into it. We're going to learn about you. We're going to find out about your awkward. You know, I like to start out though. There's so much going on in the world. I like to start Mm -hmm. out kind of asking my guests, what is the most positive thing you see right now? I can, I'm going to speak to this personally, just because I, I, for those who don't know in the audience, I experienced cancer. I would just beat lymphoma and I was diagnosed in June where I went and started to go blind. And then they finally found it two weeks later, but I was literally almost blind. And There is so much negative talk about social media, and I'm here to tell you, the world and people in it are beautiful. And they came out in droves when I started to post about what was going on, (laughs) to the point where I could cry talking about it, Mm. because it was so overwhelming to me. I kept thinking, oh, people are going to be, why is she sharing too much information? And then the opposite happened. It was beautiful. Truly. I love that. And I I think that's such a, a good thing to remember, because it's easy to paint social media as evil, but it's powerful mm-hmm. and that power can be good or bad. It was so powerful that people, I hold on to the comments and I really have learned from my comments over the course of being on TikTok. And a lot of people were saying, oh, we came here to learn about TikTok and now you're teaching us about life and how to handle adversity. And it was like, I was crying because of the comments were so nice. And so I think there's so much good in the world. And I think, unfortunately, you know, people who focus on the negative, they're only going to see the negative things on their on their feeds when they're kind of curating their content. So I, scrolling by things that are negative and welcoming and positivity is one way to really change the narrative in your social media. If you're feeling like all I see is bad things, well, that's because you're watching them, because otherwise you'd be seeing good things if you were watching good things. I, I love that. That's a little that's lesson. That's right. a lesson. <laughs> it is. Just just scroll past it. Don't don't bring it into your life. Yeah, yeah. Let it go. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I'm one of those people. I saw you. I don't know what point I I started following you or first stumbled upon your video at some point in the last six months or so. And I was just with the way you explained something that you were giving a tutorial on. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is helpful and timely. And um, and I didn't know anything about your journey before then. Ah. And then as I started seeing a couple of uh, your other videos yeah. pop up. I'm like, I love this woman even more. Like, <laughs> it's really funny because, oh, I want to, sh- I want to talk about that because in the beginning, when I started on TikTok in 2020, that all the people that were advising the TikTok advisors were like, you got to stay in a niche in order to grow an audience. You got to be in one lane. And I was like, I don't know. I don't have a niche. Like, what am I doing here? I'm just like dancing with people in this New York city, or I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> and then I was like baking things in my kitchen. I was showing, doing baking videos. 
So it's been very interesting for me because I never followed that rule because I wasn't trying to grow a business at all. So I was like, I'm just here to have fun. So I'm going to bake today, dance tomorrow, and I'm going to do some trends the next day. And I just had a good time. And I think what I learned from that is when I found my lane, which is obviously I'm a good teacher and people love my lessons. And one of and how it started was one person asking me to, you know, how did you do that thing that you did in the baking video? I was like, oh, I'll make you a tutorial because I did a little transition. And she and so then I was I was put on the map for the TikTok teacher. And then I saw the comments and everybody wanted to learn from me. And I thought, oh, I guess I should just make tutorials now. And I said to myself, no, I'm still a whole person with a whole other bunch of things going on in my life. So I just kept doing that. And I would trickle in that tutorial every so often. Those are the ones that got the most views. But every single time I post other things, I don't care if they get 10 views, 100 views. I do it for me. And I do it for people who want to see something besides just a person teaching you something. Right. I love yeah. It. <laughs> and and that, it was actually kind of um, fun. I think the first couple of videos I saw were tutorials. And then when I saw you just having fun doing the thing, I'm like, <laughs> this is this is cool. Yeah, so. so much fun. I love to just take when I see the young people do those really cool trends with the swish transitions and hair change yeah. and outfit change. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have a great idea for this. And then I'll spend like an hour in my house moving around doing the things and making those types of videos and I'm like I don't even care if they don't get they get views but what happens is because I'm not the norm to do a video like that Mm -hmm. I tend to do pretty well because they're like check her out like she can do these transitions as good as you know a 20 year old and that's right that's because of my production background like I really know how to do it so it's really fun it shows and they're fun and they're engaging and I just I love it so thank you I love it enough good stuff and uh, there is a link below in the uh, in the comments section and in the description, be sure you are following Helen all over social media because you're going to have a good time. Awesome. You definitely uh, are. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I wish that if you are listening, uh, just look up the video so you can see Helen smile because it radiates. <laughs> uh, it, you just you're gonna, you so can't cute. help but smile. So thank I goodness I had that because then everything else went away and I was like, <laughs> oh God, at least I still have my teeth, you know? <laughs> right. At least this thank is still goodness. here. Yeah. yeah so. Well, Helen, yeah. I would love to just let you share with the world we want to know what's your awkward thing that you've had to own all right here we go and i mean i'm 62 so there's been probably a lot of awkward so i'll tell you something that's most relevant to what i'm doing now and how i had to overcome it so when i i've been behind the camera my whole life producing commercials directing people behind the camera i never get in front of the camera as a matter of fact I have a casting guy who would go, he would say to me, oh, you'd be perfect for this. Won't you come in and do a casting? And one time I sucked it up and I was like, all right, I went in front of me. And I was so awkward and so uncomfortable Mm. and could not be myself. Like when I tell you, it was a disaster. And I left there and I said, never again. I'm never doing it again. Okay, Don Mm -hmm. Case, shout out to Don Case Casting because he will know that this happened and I'm going to direct him to this. So anyway, (laughs) I got in front of the camera in 2020 and I'm like, what am I doing? This is TikTok. I had to start doing something because work dried up. There was no production happening. I was bored and I'm a creative person. I had nobody to film. So I turned the camera on myself and it was terrifying. Now I was doing it a little bit on Instagram, but I'd always be doing it, but then focusing the camera on someone else. Like I, even if I interviewed someone when I was doing like on the street, I would do an interview, meet somebody. And I'm like, Oh, I got to tell you about this person. I would put the camera on them and take Mm -hmm. it off me all the time. So in 2020, put myself in front of the camera and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and make make a video. And I just did not feel comfortable speaking. So I only did it with music and motions and transitions and dancing. My awkward is, speaking on camera was terrifying. 
I can remember one of the first videos that I made on TikTok. And it was like, I was on TikTok for a year before I spoke almost. Wow. <laughs> I was, yes. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was like, I even tried to do it. I made a video and I'll, I want to go back and find it at some point. It's probably early on where I, somebody had gave me a shout out for something and I duetted and I wanted to thank her and I could barely do it. I felt so unnatural. I felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, mm-hmm. everybody on this app is so much smarter, funnier, clever. Oh. They speak well. I didn't think I could do it. And I'm just going to tell you, you can do it. <laughs> you I, can do I it. I love that. Now you I'm touched doing on it. a little bit, but so what was it that got you willing to actually do? I mean, you mentioned something mm-hmm. you wanted to thank somebody. Was that the thing? Was it was actually doing it for someone else? Uh, well, actually, that first time I spoke was like such a test. And then I let, I said, no, I can't even, I was so uncomfortable. I didn't want to do it again. So mm. what spurred it on, and I think this is what is going to explain to you, uh, to everybody in the audience listening, what you can do to overcome your awkward, which I know is part is, is a question. But what, what happened to me is when I was doing the dancey things and I was doing the thing where I'd have eggs and then I would hold my hand like this and then go like that. And then they would magically be cracked in a bowl. So I was doing a lot of little tricky things with my baking videos. I had one of my followers, Pammy Cakes, say to me in a message, oh, how'd you do that? Can you, can you explain it to me? And I used to text her things of how to do it. Oh, uh-huh. So this time I said, I said, I'll make you a tutorial. And I made her a tutorial. And I was so comfortable talking because it was about the things I knew. It was about okay. something that I'm so confident. I didn't have to think about a script. I didn't have to think about what do I want to say. I was like, oh, I'm just going to teach her how to do it. That I could tell somebody. And so right. the the lesson there is, if you're speaking about something that you know well, or it's part of you, or it's like a passion or something you enjoy so much, you won't have any trouble speaking about it. And yeah. and that kind of changed. It just like flipped a switch for me. And I was like, ah, this is what I'm doing on TikTok now. This is amazing. And I love it so much. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's so amazing <laughs> that it was like that quick. Cause I feel like sometimes yeah. there's, I've got to do this. I got to build up to it. No. And it was and literally like that. And I think I'll tell you another little secret, which is I still think of one person watching my video. And I, when I make the videos, I still think like, this is my imaginary friend and I'm teaching my imaginary friend how to make this recipe or how to do this TikTok. And so I speak to the phone, like you're in the room with me. We're going to, I'm going to show you how to do this. Do you see that little button there? Oops, I missed it. You know, and I'll, yeah. I literally do it like real, you know, I'm not like acting. I'm not an actor. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. if I had to act, I'd probably panic. So <laughs> it's more like, I'm just like, let me teach you how to do this. And I try and think of somebody who was like me, like didn't know in the beginning, you're pushing the buttons, you're trying to figure it out. What does this mean? How would I have liked it to be explained and taught to me? And that's how I teach it to you. (laughs) Right. So it's thinking of one personal, that personal thing, like thinking of it as one person. That really comes through because like when I'm watching your videos, I feel like you're just talking right to me. Like, oh, you know what, Andy, back up. Here and then, and you you're really good about pointing out like, oh wait, before you go over here, you're gonna want to do this, and I'll explain why in a minute. So it right. like saves it in my head that there's a reason why yeah. we're doing whatever we're doing. <laughs> and I just love that you appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I I do, and it it's it's so it is so much like I'm in the room with you when we're going through that, and that's I think what I liked about the first time I saw you do it because it was, I think the first tutorial that I saw wasn't even a trend I had ever had pop up, but you were explaining how to do it. And I'm like, well, that was really cool. And then all of a sudden I started seeing that trend, you know, like like yeah, it yeah. does. All of a sudden every other video was that trend. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I know how to do it. So I can see the magic behind that. So good. 
So now, good. it's funny because because we're doing a thing where uh, my daughter and I are sending out a newsletter every week where we share trends because a lot of times they don't come up on your page. Like she'll see some and I don't see it and I see some and she doesn't see it. So we are doing a thing now where we've teamed up and we're actually sending out a weekly newsletter. I mean, I would mention this at the end, but because it's relevant to what you're talking yeah. about, oh, I'm yeah. just going to point it out. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll see, oh, these three things are trending. And then also people that don't want to do trends will be like, and here's three other ideas if you want to do something and not do a trend. Because every week when you're trying to be a creator or you're trying to promote in your brand or do whatever it's really hard to be creative every week. It's just like, it just becomes unfun. <laughs> and we mm -hmm. want social media to be fun because people gravitate towards people who are having fun with it. So right. once it starts to get stale, people are going to see it right away in your content. So mm -hmm. anyway, just a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that I had that, but now you know. Yes, I do. And I have subscribed to it and I love it ah, because, uh, because I am always feel like, whether it's life or anything, I feel like I always start at the company I get the job and people are like, you should have been here back in the day. And that's how I feel like on TikTok or on, on social media. It's like the trend pops up. It's like, you should have been on this two weeks ago. And I was like, okay, so now I'm putting mine out there. So having that is so helpful because it does put you in the moment. And yeah, uh, and it really, and they, and they, yeah, they come fast too. And you know, yeah. it's like, I, I, sometimes I panic. Like I'm like, we find one and then we'll, we'll say, we're going to put that one in the creative forecast. And then I'm just worried that by the time that email gets, and it's weekly. So it's by the time right. that email hits send, you don't want that one to be stale already. So it's like, we're yeah. constantly, we're constantly updating it. So we'll set it up. And then on the, literally the day before I, I look at it again, I'm like, well, is that one old now? Do we want to get rid of that one? And is there something new that came up? So I try to be very on top of that. That's important. Yeah. Because by the time you could have, you could be six days out by the time you're ready to send. Yeah. Which... And it's not good if somebody's like, you're sick of a trend because then it's going to cause anti-engagement. Like people oh, are just going to be like, I cannot listen to that song one more time. Yes. You know? Yeah. So if I see that. one more, you know, the slow boats with the Titanic music. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> and right now it's Disney cars. Do you know that one? Oh, yes. Just, I've uh, seen that one. Yeah. I, as soon as the, as soon as the newsletter went out the next day, it was like Disney cars, Disney cars, Disney cars. I'm like, mm -hmm. did I do this? Because I don't know. <laughs> anyway, right. it is funny though, because it shows that they are pushing that out. If mm -hmm. it's on your for you page again and again, that means that the algorithm is favoring it. So that's why it's a good idea to get on it. You just right. want to be on it in the sweet spot, not when mm -hmm. it's like people well, don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. And that's a good reminder to jump on it right away. I used to save mm -hmm. things in my favorites like, oh, I should do that. And it's like, well, by the time I would come back to do it, it the trend is gone. And so I've learned to yeah. just either if I don't have time to do, do it, it today, just move on and watch for the next trend. Yeah, exactly. And that's good because there'll always be another one. <laughs> you yeah. know that, Andy. So let yeah. me see another one. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I'm I am curious because you you mentioned how you had been behind the camera. You were in production for so long, and when you started dancing, because you mentioned it took a year to start talking. Yes. But just getting in front of the camera, how <laughs> did know. that feel? Like just even visually being on I camera. I know it's so bizarre. There's a few things with it. One is, and I'm, I'm older, so I. I'm also conscious of like, oh, I'm older. I'm like, I don't like how I look or this or that. So I had to get over that hump. I have always been pretty much, I think age helps on social media because mm -hmm. I think we kind of care a little less. So yeah. as soon as I started seeing that I was posting and nobody was noticing the things that I was noticing about me, I was my worst critic. I was like, oh, no one's noticing. They don't think I'm too fat. They don't think I'm too wrinkly. They don't think, oh, you know, right? I don't know, not to put myself <laughs> down, but nobody else is pointing it out, the things that I see. So right. I think that the positive feedback gave me more confidence. So it just kept kind of snowballing in a mm. way. So 
So in the beginning, it was like, I'm a goofball. I don't care. All right, whatever. A few people are seeing it. And then I'd started to be like people like, girl, you go. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Right. So <laughs> I think what happens is we feed into those uh, those people that are throwing that positivity at us, which is, you know, there's a lot of that on, on yeah. TikTok, especially where people are like pumping you up. Hey, you go, girl. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going. And then ignore those haters. Yeah, I'm ignoring them. I don't care. So even when it's you start to get haters, they don't bother you so much. And right. I think that's so I think that's it. I one I was always kind of an outgoing, you know, dancer in the in the behind the scenes thing. I just never would put myself in front of the camera. So I didn't have to change my personality. I just oh, yeah. had to be my own self on the other side. But you had to the let camera. the world see it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I sure have done that. I sure have done that. You know, they've seen me in the spinal tap room getting <laughs> crying before an injection. <laughs> they've seen yeah. it all pretty much at this point. Yeah, which I think there's there's something to once you have that positive reinforcement, you realize that it's okay to put it out there. And even the moments that are hard and that are tough, people need to see because they need to know yes. me showing a great life doesn't mean that my life is perfect and I don't have bad days. I'm just, these are the days that I'm excited to dance. However, you know, tomorrow I might be crying under a blanket on my couch and yes. I might not be posting that but I'll be open about the fact that those days happen. And some days I'll force myself to be like, here I am live from under the covers. That's so true. And this is such a big part of what happened to me recently. And I'm glad you mentioned it because I took the time to share what was happening and people were like, wow, we're really learning what no, I didn't know what it was like to go through chemo. I was live. I did a TikTok live at chemo one time, you know, just like, here's what it is in case anybody's ever wondering. I never knew what it was, you know? And so I think that, when I started doing that, people were like, oh, you're so positive. You're so, uh, and, you know, the fact that you have such a good attitude about this. So I made sure that, and I had to make an extra effort on this. Like when I was having a shitty day or something I was upset about, I purposely, as much as people are like, oh yeah, you're feeling terrible. And what's the first thing you do? Take out the camera. Yes. Because mm-hmm. for me, I wanted to make sure that people were seeing it isn't all perfect. Like right. it's great when I feel like dancing around and dancing in front of the, you know, as I'm walking into chemo with my badass outfit or whatever I was doing for fun. But there was days where I was, you know, oh my God, that spinal injection hurt so much. I came out of it crying. I was like, I'm taking out my phone because I want to make sure people know this is not a perfect journey. And if I'm, if I'm only showing the positive, I'm not being truthful. So I had to, I had too many people with me on it. And I was like, not, I was not going to, you know, lie. So that was a big, that was a big thing. So, you you know, then you could have people like, really, you need to take out your phone the minute you get to it. I'm like, well, yeah, because people think I'm always happy and I want them to know this isn't a perfect thing here that I'm going through you know and I feel like when you become in the position that you are of influence where people are watching you and following you you feel a responsibility to yeah to to like it's like you're filling in your best friend it's like oh they're wondering how I'm doing if I don't if I'm not out there for a few days or I'm not saying things they need to know the whole journey yes and as much as you can be like oh it's my privacy and whatever well oh my god that's that's great but you cross that line we did cross the line and those people are now in my life in a way. And even yeah. though I don't know them, just like you're saying, oh, it's so cool. Like, I feel like I know you. Right. It's like there's thousands of people that feel like they know me. And it's hard for me to, I, I don't get overwhelmed thinking about that, but I do respect it. I respect it a lot. And I think mm-hmm. that um, one of the things that was, was happening to me was, well, for the two weeks I was blind, I couldn't post. And it was horrible. My daughter was living in Chicago. And so for those two weeks, when I started to go blind, I don't even know if you know this story, Andy, to be honest. I heard parts of it. I've heard you say bits and pieces of it, but I haven't heard the whole story. 
Yeah, well, for two weeks, I started to lose my eyesight. And I thought I was and they couldn't figure out why because they hadn't found the lymphoma yet. So mm. for that two week period, I couldn't post anything. I couldn't see my phone. But what I did was have my husband set it up so that my phone would always go into selfie record camera video mode. So every time I picked up my phone and I swiped, I could tell and get myself into selfie mode. So I was filming the whole thing that was happening. Even though I couldn't see, I knew kind of roughly where to hold my phone. And I yeah. was like, so today the doctor said, da, da, da. so I was kind of recording like a little diary, if you will. Mm -hmm. And wow. then from that journey of two weeks of not know, you know, to see and going through everything I went through, when my daughter came from Chicago, my social media buddy, okay, mm -hmm. she was like, we should, we have to post something, all your followers, mom. And she's looking at my account. She's like, they're wondering where you are. It's been two and a half weeks. You haven't posted anything. I'm like, all right, we're going to string together some of my videos so we could tell this story. So we made a seven minute video of all of what I had gone through in that past two weeks and the ups and downs, the diagnosis, the ta ta. I mean, I had celebrities commenting on that video. Wow. It was a seven minute video that went viral, which yeah. is unheard of, but it was really letting everyone in after I had had the diagnosis. Cause it was hard for me couldn't post anything, couldn't see, couldn't caption. Right. And my husband's not social media. Like I couldn't count on him for that. He's great at it. <laughs> yeah. up the we all have our so strengths and usually we line up with someone who's got opposite for, for <laughs> good reason, right? For a good reason. Yeah. He set the apartment up so I could find everything when I needed it, but he was not going to post. So <laughs> when we did post that, it was then I just like opened that door and I was like, so this is what's happening and uh, we're going to see where it goes now. So I didn't post until I had an official diagnosis because I wanted to make sure that I had a whole story, not just like oh, today's sure. this piece tomorrow. And then once I had that posted it, I was taking everybody on for the ride and I was determined it was going to be a truthful ride. And yeah. that was my responsibility. I mean, when I you, I took it on like a responsibility, really. Yeah. And, and I, and that is, you know, you know, we hear this all the time in business, like, Oh, people buy from people. They don't buy the product. And, that, and that's, mm. it's like, the more you share of yourself, it's, it's like, you're becoming more and more important to people because they know your whole story. Right. And now it's like, we're rooting for Helen and oh. not just, it's no longer about, oh, I care as much about learning this TikTok thing, which is helpful right. and I'm glad to, but it's like, I want to know what's going on and, right. and, and how is she rocking the hair today? Cause that's- I know, the doing. hair, oh God. I know, I'm laughing because I was thinking, talk about owning your awkward. Who knew how awkward things were going to get when I started owning my awkward by just right. Camera. Next thing you know, I'm shaving my head. I'm, I'm in with a, a hospital robe on. I mean, really. But I think that I think that it just because of the feedback, the confidence I had to do it mm -hmm. was was really a crossover from wanting to do it to feeling responsible to do yeah. it. That it was part of what I was meant to do, and I feel yeah. I truly feel that deeply. Yeah, one of the most touching videos that I saw that was recent was you were on the beach talking about your hair and how much it, oh. how much positive support you're beginning about how it looks and how you're rocking. It. And I do love it. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, she is rocking that. But to hear you say how, it doesn't matter how much good stuff people say, it's still not I easy, know. It's, you're still coming in into the look and deciding if this is going to be it or it's going to be different. And, right. and that's not easy. And it doesn't matter what we say other than just, know. you know, we're here with you and we hear yeah. you and see you and love you. And uh, we hope that, that you gonna are in a cry. good place. <laughs> You're going to make me cry again. But oh, I'll tell you, I tell you what I did learn. And this is such a good lesson. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. Because I was like, I have to make sure I get this across. But the fact that my point was that thousands of people can tell you something. And mm -hmm. if you are, if you have your own conviction, you are going to believe you and not thousands. Right. So I was trying to say, like, it works with the negative. So if thousands of people are telling you your hair looks like shit, you have to believe your hair looks like shit. Or 
So even right. the bad stuff, I'm just saying like the opposite is true. So for me, it even didn't work with the positive. Like people were telling me it mm -hmm. looks great. And I was like, but I look in the mirror and I'm like, what? you know, so no matter what people tell you bad or good, it's if you're strong enough in your own conviction, that's who you need to believe. Yeah. So I, I was trying to, I was really trying to get across that. I'm not looking for people to like try and convince me this is good. That's not what's the purpose of the video. You know, exactly. it was right just to say, just to say you have to believe in your soul in, mm -hmm. and that's, and that's who you're, you're supposed to believe first and foremost. You know, that just made me think of, um, I had the, I have this thing that I talk about sometimes when I'm speaking about how, um, the words that other people use are just lighter fluid. Like they mm. can douse you with stuff, but you're the spark and, and it's not going to catch oh. on fire. if You don't light the fire. And I've used that thinking more about the negative things people are saying, but at the same time, I hadn't thought about it as it doesn't matter how much positive things people are saying. If you don't yeah. believe it, you're not oh going to light the fire yeah. in your spirit or the good fire, you know? Yeah. And, and I will say that the positivity helps because just like I said, hearing all the positive gives you more confidence and it's like, yeah, right. go. so it's, it's helped me to, it's really almost been therapeutic, like to read all those things and say, all right, maybe I'm just seeing this you know, not the way it really is. Let me just try and like own it. And then when I got the Annie right. Lennox and I did that little, oh, and that bold glamour filter, forget it. I was like, mm -hmm. so loving it. I'm sorry, but <laughs> people could hate on that filter all they want. I love dressing up for Halloween. I always have. So you put yeah. that filter on me and I am a badass bitch and I'm taking it. So yeah. I just had so much fun. Like, it's almost like the filter even gave me more confidence to move forward mm -hmm. with this hair. Because I was like, well, I love it when I'm wearing the filter. Why can't I love it without the filter too? Right. So there's so many things that we, that people take negative, negative, ne negative about social media, but they can feed you the other way because seeing myself with that filter, I actually feel better about my hair. Isn't that weird? And I'm not without right. the filter on, I feel better about it. So. Yeah. And the yeah. thing is like, people like to hate on filters and everything, but they are, it's, like you said, dressing up for Halloween. Like they're not, we we have to know it's a filter. We know the it's if, fake. Yeah, like, the on, problem is if we're it. saying this is me and that's the only thing we're ever putting out there. But when we're saying, look at what this one did to me and look at what this one looks like and now I'm bald and now I have a teenage look and now I'm thirty years older. I purple hair. Yeah, it's just fun. I mean, it's. I said like people will come in a few. There were some negative comments when I was teaching how to use the bold filter and I was doing it with the bold filter on, which was. Yeah. I like to do the lesson. So I'm getting a little more creative with my lessons because I'm like, I don't want to just teach the lesson. So I did the lesson with the filter on, which was really fun. And then halfway through the lesson, I turned it off, whatever. So I have a, I have a lot of fun being creative with that. But there were some negative comments like, oh, just be real. This just shows that you're a big lie. And I'm thinking, well, then I won't dress up next Halloween. Are you going to dress up? Like, because my thing and, and how right. I look at it is it's just like a little bit of costume play. Like, aren't we having fun now? Being yeah. a Lennox. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm at the point too, where I, celebrate every negative comment because I'm just like I must be making it if if I'm getting yeah, yeah, hate yeah. then I'm doing well like yes thank it's you so true. Give, me, give me some engagement like um, it's the best like it's just like okay well you know and even when I have like spam people calling me to try and get me to do the thing that is obviously you know a, stupid a, spam a yeah thing and I'm just like okay that is the wave before the real people like if they're finding me <laughs> That's like the little trickle right before the tsunami of, of the thing. And I love to be uh, like sarcastically um, say thank you to those comments. Like, oh, thank you so much. I can't wait to get wealthy when it's like yeah. you, get, you know, <laughs> you, you're yeah. waiting for your dream. Man. Oh, good. I'm so excited. Can't wait to meet. You know? and, yeah, I'm very much a fan of sarcasm, too. It's, it's and so it just fun. keeps and, and oftentimes it keeps the engagement going, which actually drives up the post. Yes. Because sometimes people are like, that's not what I meant. And 
you know uh, yeah yeah so, no let them let them keep commenting because those that yeah. come i will say um what i've learned about engagement on social media just for a little bonus tip well since i am the teacher is mm-hmm. that i noticed that engagement when people save or share your video versus comment and like your video the video will get way more views so it gets pushed out further if people save it and share it versus because I'll have a video that has like 2,000 comments, like that one about my hair on the beach. Right. Like thousands of comments. I couldn't even answer all the comments. But yeah. then, and but it had maybe, maybe like a, a couple hundred people saved it, let's just say. But then I'll have a mm-hmm. tutorial where 2,000 people will save it for later. But uh, maybe there's only, uh, you know, 500 comments. That video will go way more viral. Wow. So it's higher rated in my experience over and over again, if your video is saved. So I always think about that when I'm making a piece of content. I'm like, well, this one isn't going to be saved. This one's just for fun. So I know it's not going to hit, you know? Right. But I think that if you think about that for people who are interested in understanding TikTok a little better, you know, you want to make sure you put some content out that is somebody, why do you save content? Think about that and then maybe make your video with that intention. Yeah. Know, and just, that's a good point because oh. um, the tutorials are the ones that I have saved because like, oh, I'm going right. to come back to this. Yeah. And it, and one thing on a, on a side note that's super fun is um, I think it happened for the first time with one where you were showing how to do the running through the mirror. Tutorial. Oh my God. And this is the <laughs> first one where I saw the door. tutorial. And then a couple of days later, <laughs> um, I saw your video of just you running through the mirror. And I'm like, oh, oh cool. I saw how she, like it was, it was <laughs> you doing the video that you showed us how to make. And oh because of the algorithm, who knows which one actually yes. was posted first. Came first, yeah. But, uh, but the order in which I saw it is like, oh, this is so fun. It's, it's like, so she's funny. not just doing tutorials. She's actually doing the videos. Yes. And let's just talk about that because I get up there and I will make whatever stupid faces. Sometimes I look at those lessons and I'm like, I am the biggest nerd or I am so ridiculous. Or, I look so bad at that angle, please. I But I still post it. I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll say that's like, oh, my double chin, you know, whatever. Right. And, yeah. I think in, in days of old, because we're talking about awkward, I might have not posted that. And now... I do not care. I literally, of course I care. I don't want to look ridiculous. My, my point is it does not stop me from posting it. So even though I don't like it and I'm like, oh, next time I'm going to pay attention to that, you know, I'll maybe improve it for next time, but I, it won't stop me. And yeah. I think that's how, that's another way of owning your awkward is like admitting it. You don't like it. It's uncomfortable, but you're going to move past it, put it out there. And then you're just going to improve it for next time. You know, yeah. you're going to think, Think about that for next time. So and it's still part of you. And so I'm, yeah. I'm curious when you got started, were there um, were there some videos that you wouldn't post or that you didn't that you would skip over? Did it take you a while to get to that? Or has that been a rule from the beginning? No, It's okay. been a rule from the beginning. And I still will say when I go back and look at videos, I always go, oh, my God, maybe I should delete this. Because if somebody does scroll all the way back in my feed and there's one. Oh, my God. I it was a pandemic. I had I put these big <laughs> shoes on. I put like the miniest skirt on with this gold black, did my hair. And I was like doing that trend, whatever it was. Like it was an early trend in 2020. I laugh so hard when I see it. And I'm like, I should take this down. I look like some kind of like a hussy, wussy, <laughs> I don't know what. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to. If somebody takes the time to go find me back that far, they deserve to see that right. shit. You know? <laughs> and and also, I, there's something that I think we forget about how much people love to be a part of the growth and the journey. Oh, yeah. they're like I was following her when this and you should mm. see the difference and you know we see people upgrade their studio or their their camera and it's like oh yeah if you watch the earlier videos right and and then they feel like they're part of your team because they're like well you know 
I was following her when oh, yeah, 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 this, yeah. this it's happened. It's so true. It's so true. Like you're early. I call them like the kindergarten friends, but because mm -hmm. you know, you have your grade school friends and then you have the people you met in college or whatever. So I always think about TikTok like that. It's like my early followers are like my kindergarten friends. And then like I had the middle school friends that knew me when I was doing baking videos. And, so, and right. I was thinking you're almost prompting me to do it now, but I almost feel like I should, I should duet one of my old baking videos just for a goof and be like, oh, this is where I started. You know? Right. That would be so funny. Be like, people, a few girl, people you're messing know, that up. What are you thinking? Like, <laughs> don't do it that way. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That I would be to fun that. to see. Yeah. I I've, I've thought about doing that. I had a, um, a, a speaking gig that I did not too long ago, and I messed up my punchline. The audience okay. still got the point, and it worked. It just there was a dull laugh instead of I, what you, you wanted. Know, I was like, yeah. I could have had a bigger laugh. And I thought I should almost go a green screen myself in front of that video and critique. Oh, critique. You know, that's like, a great idea. Did that's you hear that? Idea. Like, that's not what I was supposed to say. And um, I, I that's just a good read idea. This... I like that. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of funny. And it also, I think it opens up to the world what's going on in your head because people see the polished and they don't see the mistakes that, right. that they I gloss that. over. I just read a book that I, I met the author in Chicago at, at an event I was at and she she said, I, I feel like we're really aligned in some ways. I, I want you to take, please take my book and read it. And I, it was the first time I've read a book on the entire flight, just like from beginning oh, to yeah. end. But it was called Don't, it was called Fire Your Narrator. Oh and, my gosh, that's I a brilliant was, title. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the, the voice in your head. Yeah. And <laughs> right? it, it talks about all the different, like 10 different styles of narrators and how they work against you. And we all probably have a little combination of a couple different styles. But I'm reading this book going, damn, I needed this book, like, in middle school, you know? <laughs> oh, right, right. We all needed that stuff in middle school, my goodness. But, so cute. Yeah, but I think of that when you're talking about, like, re-looking at this, like, baking video where it's in live time, and you're like, that's actually what could have been going on in my head in the moment. Right, in the moment. Yeah, oh, I like I like your idea of critiquing your own video, too. I think you should do that. I'm going to, yeah, I'll have, I'll have to get on right, that. Put, put that on your list. I'm giving you the challenge. Thank, I will. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure I send it to you when I get it done. It's like, okay. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So, Please uh, so where is, what is the best way people can support you with everything you have going on? I mean, obviously following you on TikTok and you're on some other social media. Yeah. So let me give you the download. What I ended up doing from getting from TikTok is I was, I was approached by a venture capital company, believe it or not, to build a business around my teachings. And so I created a website and it's all free, by the way, it's a free platform, hellosocialize.com, where I post tutorials, I have workshops, I host them live. So there are people, you know, in there kind of in the chat asking me questions and I teach a full lesson for an hour and then each one gets posted. You have to create a username and password to access the workshops just because I want to make sure, you know, that people are, I'm, I'm gathering some information right. before I leaving, releasing free information, but I have about six workshops up there now. And I do one every month. And the next step is going to be classes. So I'm going to have beginner, slower pace, because you like how I teach in a more of a slow manner. And some people even think the way I teach TikTok is still too fast. So mm. I'm going to try and maybe I'll try an Instagram kind of more slow for beginners. And then the same thing for TikTok, have a couple of slower classes. So that is my platform. And we also, within that platform, we send out the weekly newsletter that I mentioned. Mm. So if you create a username and password, you automatically get that, that weekly newsletter that gives you all ideas. I respond to the messages. We created a Facebook group for the business. So Socialize has its own Facebook group. And my daughter and I are working on that together. So 
funny enough, separately, we just launched a podcast and it is International Women's Day as the day this is being it, recorded. Yes. Do you want me to do you want me to take uh, sit, take that out? Do you no, edit that's, this pod? Okay. You know what? It doesn't even matter. I call this the accidental brilliance of my brand in that anything <laughs> awkward happens. I'm like, we're owning it. And... Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so since we're recording on International Women's Day, we do have a podcast that we did together and it's a mother-daughter podcast completely separate from our business, which talks about our journeys and how I want to try and help her become less awkward because she, you know, I have more experience. I can help her and how, how it was like for her growing up with her mom in production. So we talk, each episode has a different topic and it's mother daughter related. And I that is called that. your, yours truly dot the podcast. So we yeah. have that and you can, you can put that in the, in so the y'all are listening to this well. on a podcast platform. So finish <laughs> yes. the episode, but click oh, follow gosh. on that as well. No, it's really funny. You can, I did an experiment and you could just search yours truly Helen and it literally comes up. So, because nice. there's a lot of yours truly when you do a search, sure. but when you put my name, it comes right up to the top. So okay, if you're listening and you want to hop good. on the next one, go for it. <laughs> I love that name. That's such an easy way to, it's such, it's just relatable. It's easy to remember. And well, own your awkward, sir, is that's for sure. <laughs> but thank you. And the thing is, it's, it's a good reminder that we never stop being parents and being able to be a resource mm -hmm. to our kids. Because we're we're always further ahead than them in the journey. Yeah, we are, and you know they have to make their own mistakes. So it's not like I can tell her don't do this and don't do that. You know, it, it's more like the kind of the cool thing that came out of it for me is hearing her perspective. Because we sat down face to face with microphones and we mm -hmm. like had a heart to heart talk, and I learned things about mm -hmm. her uh, that how uh, what she thought of me when I was a working mom, and then we talk yeah. about that, and, it, and there's tears because there's times that I was sacrificing things and I wasn't getting home in time, and mm -hmm. how she would write me these notes. So we have like a really have a heart to heart, mm. and she talks about me being a role model. I mean, this is like beautiful. It's just beautiful content, and it's also I I just think it's empowering that I can I can have had an impact on another female in that way. That's my own daughter, you know. Right. Usually, moms and daughters got you know combative, so it's really. Kind of, kind of a cool thing yeah and <laughs> i've seen some of your videos where you mentioned i remember like the first one where it's like oh there's a daughter like she's helping and like and i remember whatever it was there was something where you're like my daughter told me to do this or challenged me to do that and <laughs> and one of them you're in a hotel room you're like she's on a podcast over there and i'm going over here to record a video <laughs> it's just so fun to watch the the whole thing like, i know she's like mom's on another zoom call like <laughs> My mom on TikTok. <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. We even talk about that because she's like, I'm the TikTok famous one. And she's like, you know, people ask me if I'm jealous. And I'm like, I'm not jealous. I'm proud of you more than anything. So yeah. it's just like kind of, it's just an interesting, fun thing that we're doing as well. And now really I'm not going to ask you to give up any of your <laughs> awesome content on your podcast, but I just, this is running into my head now. Go ahead. Um, what lessons have you learned from your daughter as, you know, we talk oh. about being parents and sharing. That's so interesting. Okay, so what I let me just flip the switch here. Here, here's what she's really, really, really good at, and I fail miserably at, and that is planning and organizing. And it seems like, oh, you've been a producer, weren't you a planner and organizer your whole career? Kind of <laughs> for work, but now looking back, it wasn't my solid skill set as much as it's hers. I see her about to tackle something, and she's got like a spreadsheet it's analyzed she's a she'll plan even with the business she's literally the chief operating officer of host socialize because i'm the creative one i'm like running around doing that you know right. i'm the yeah i'm willing to do anything she's keeping us on track she's like this is what we have to do this week this is what we have to do mm. that so what i've learned from her is putting things into better compartments because my wheel spinning ends up making things take a lot longer and she's mm. like 
this is what you're going to do. We don't have to be texting at night about work because you're, you're going to, this is what you need to tackle before the end of the day. And I'm like, oh, so I've learned <laughs> to be more organized for my own. <laughs> She's like, turn it off, mom, go make some content. <laughs> <laughs> she gives me a list of these tutorials you need this week. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So cute. Yeah. So it's really great. It's I really great. That. And it's fun to see that you can keep it fun while it is still work. <clears throat> oh yeah. Yeah. It's important because I think with any startup, if you start getting too in, it becomes too much of a job. Like that's not the reason you did this. I, I was saying that I was recently in a sauna and I was listening to a podcast where they asked the question, if you didn't have to work, if you had all the money in the world and didn't, and you didn't have to work, would you still do what you're doing in terms mm. of probably your yeah. job? And I thought about that long and hard because I love directing commercials and I love production, but I probably would give that up quicker because but the hours are long. Sometimes there's like mm -hmm. stressful calls and there's a lot of the client, you know, kind of stuff that comes with that, but I would not stop teaching social media. And when I had that epiphany in the sauna, I realized that I am so on the right path because yeah. it's, it feeds me whether I make money at it or not. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm determined to keep the platform free so people can learn for free. Hopefully I can build a community, provide, pr provide things to people so they don't have to pay for it. But then potentially have advertisers interested in engaging with my audience in some way. And I have really creative thoughts on how I'm going to do that going forward. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's so neat to see someone like you have such unique perspective coming out of production mm -hmm. and then into this. Most people, you know, are getting into social media with the goal of someday being that production level person. And this right. is also really like the opposite. Right? Life. I've been there and this is spring and fun and I'm loving it. Right. Um, and that makes me wonder, like, as how is that transition where and, and without having a production background, you know, my my perception of it is that, you know, everything that you do is polished, it's edited, it's planned The you know, you've got studio time where mm -hmm. you have actors and then you go into this world where all of the content is just it is what it is. That's what makes it so much fun, because with all of those things comes people and approvals and you know like the set has to be approved by these people the cameraman has to be you know we have to know that he has this stuff on his reel so none of that is easy to execute it's all more of a curated process whereas when I pick up the phone I can do whatever I want and I can make it and because I have those skills and I know what angles are good and I know what cam you know how to make it cut well I I don't need all the bells and whistles like I have the knowledge and so right. all I need that all I need now is this and it's like amazing <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like it's so freeing and that's what makes it so much easier so I mean I think that's what I enjoy about it because I can take all of that learning and it's now in the palm of my hand and I yeah. love it <laughs> that is it's it, the tools the tools are scary they're they're scary good <laughs> I was talking about um recently on one of my workshops I was talking about green screen this is a great example like how it used to be green screen and stop motion two of the thorns in production you know at back in the day Make sure the green screen is lit perfectly. Everything has to be right. God forbid this hair was with a green screen. It would be oh. forever to, rot to rotoscope around my head to okay. get me off the green screen. Literally all the tips and tricks that I learned and all the time spent green screen and then editing it and, and rotoscoping, up, rotoscoping it out. Then the same thing with stop motion, making sure the camera's locked. Nobody moved. People shouting at us all day if we were shooting <laughs> stop motion. Nobody could even walk in the studio because it was like that precise. Wow. And now we have literally a button on a TikTok where mm -hmm. we can 
cut out ourselves and be on a green screen where we can move a product, tap the screen, move a product, tap the screen, move a, tap the screen, and then press the record button and it strings it all together. That used to take hours upon hours of filming and then days of editing. And I just feel like I have seen that. So I have experienced both sides of that. And that's why when I was teaching my first, one of my early viral videos was teaching a stop motion lesson. And I was so giddy with this lesson. People <laughs> like, oh, she's great. Like they must've thought I was crazy, but I was like, do you understand? Like this used to take hours. Right. I was, like, like, so like, I don't think y'all appreciate it. Just how easy this is. We're all going, this is hard. And you're like, no, this is not hard. You have no idea. Yeah. yeah. So that was just kind of cool for me because I have that perspective of knowing what it used to be and, and how it is now. And so mm -hmm. it just gives me such joy that it's so easy to do that I can make a stop yeah. motion video in like you're five like, minutes flat. I can do this from the backseat of the cab. I can do <laughs> it uh, from my couch while a movie's so playing. Fun. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yes. So there is a good reason why I love it. I think <laughs> to seeing yeah. that from where I came um, from where I came to now. Yeah. I, I and I think that our things that are difficult make us appreciate what we have, whether it's yeah. you know hard work or a task that's difficult or you know the the hardest things like facing cancer, where you're just like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's things we don't ever wish we have to experience or anyone has to experience, right. but when you come through it, it's a beautiful thing. My perspective on that was so, because of the blindness, was pretty unique. And I think that's what helped me stay positive is once I had the diagnosis and they were able to do the radiation on my eyes, I had my eyesight back. So I felt like I could tackle anything now that I could wow. see. So I, ne so I was kind of on a high from being able to see. So yeah. when I went into chemo, it was like not even the worst thing. I never really thought about like, oh, dying. And this is why, because to me, blindness was worse than death. Like that's what mm -hmm. I was experiencing because of what I do and how I see, yeah. the, you know, the world and just my, you know, my whole being of being so video focused to be able to, to not have sight was more, was more scary. So I yeah. felt like that was almost like a, a mini gift to have that so that I could not be depressed about cancer or get down mm -hmm. about it. Cause I was like, Oh, I can see, I'm good. Yeah. I can see can the needles going see in. <laughs> wow. That's such a beautiful so, perspective. Yeah. It was really wow. helpful. I think it. I think that had to happen in that order for me to be able to live it the way that I did, without going into a dark hole. So yeah, it's like that. That being so much worse gave you the power to yeah. just push through and be like, well, I have already experienced my worst hell in yes. this situation. That's so. it. That's yeah. it exactly. <laughs> yeah, I experienced what I thought was worse than death, which is crazy yeah. to say that out loud. Oh my but gosh, yeah, yeah, it was. I see the world so differently now. I mean, I even disability to have experienced it firsthand, you know, mm -hmm. like, well, okay. Yeah. So, so I'm very, very, I'm all about accessibility now, even more so than I was before because I've now mm -hmm. lived it in a weird way. Like just, oh, yeah. So I'm always like captions on my videos every single time. You know, I don't want to miss it, mm -hmm. <laughs> miss that. Yeah. Cause I just want, I'm just so like people that navigate the world with a disability, they are just heroes to me. Incredible. No, that's that's a really good thing to remember because when you go through the the world and life without needing any accommodation, you don't realize how important it is. And it's like, oh, you know what? Someone else wants to experience this same thing. They're trying to experience it. Right. And by just a couple easy clicks of a button or yeah. you know, not parking over the front of a curb cutout where someone needs to drive through it with a scooter, it's like we can yeah, make very basic. simple actions so easy. that make the world better for a lot of other people. So, so true. So true. Well said. <laughs> well, I could just talk to you for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> but I know you have a million more TikToks to make and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
So before we go, Helen, I would just love to hear just, you've given us so many amazing things. I hate to even ask for more, but what would just be kind of your sum up of how someone could just best own their awkward? I think it's, um, here's my little, here's my truth. If you're feeling awkward about something and you think about someone who loves you the most in your life or whoever is your most supportive person or think about doing that thing in front of that person and are they going to love you the same? Are they going to support you the same? So if you think about anything that you're doing and you just think about doing it for that person who's the most supportive, I think it really provides freedom to you to like allow yourself to own your awkward because that person isn't judging you. So why would you judge yourself? Move on. I, I love that. That is that is beautiful. And it, it kind of relates right back to how you how you approach what you do, where you're like, there's that one person in the room that needs mm. to hear from you. and Yeah. And you know. you know what my daughter said on the, on the podcast recently, by the way, she actually said when she makes her TikToks, because she's way more reserved than me when, it, when mm -hmm. you know, she's like funny and out there and she was taking a stand-up comedy class. So I don't know how I can say she's reserved, but she is a bit more reserved uh -huh. when you first meet. But she says when she makes her TikToks, she thinks about that she's doing it with to, to me or her boyfriend because those oh. are the two people in her life that she's yeah. most comfortable with. So wow. it's like interesting that I, that's probably why that came into my head because she had said it. And I think I probably feel the same way. Like I think about the person. So just that's a really good piece of advice. And I think it works for young people and older people, for young people, especially think about the person who's never going to laugh at you, who's always going to be your supporter yeah. and be that person, be that person and own your awkward for the world in that way. I, I love that. I, and I think sometimes we develop the tool or we develop the thing. But until we're asked or put on the spot, we we don't really articulate what it is. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's that's what I'm doing. Right. Right. Fabulous. Well, Helen Police, awesome. thank you so much. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this. And everybody else, be sure you're following her, learning all the good things, laughing, crying, things. just living yes. life and doing it together in a community. It's beautiful. It is. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. This is so different than any other podcast I've participated in. So I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you and everybody else. Be sure to go out there today and own your awkward. Do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in for today's show. Be sure to visit awkwardcareer.com to continue your journey. And of course, please like, subscribe and share with your friends so they can find their awkward side and learn how to own it.